Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. With me tonight, I actually have my good friend Charlie with me. Say hello to everybody. Hello. And for tonight, we're actually going to be doing our top five reasons to be optimistic about James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. So, with that being said, we're just going to go on ahead, dive right into it and everything, get into the whole entire meat and potatoes of this whole entire deal we're gonna get a little sweaty over this we're gonna get a little bit we're gonna get excited over the fact that we're getting a new suicide squad so hope you guys enjoy this this is gonna be one of many of the uh being optimistic about certain things so the first reason i have is the fact that james gunn is directing a suicide squad movie it's also a soft reboot but i'm gonna get to that in a few minutes that will be my number two but my number one reason is because of this James Gunn is the he knows what to do when it comes down to cheesiness of certain movies. Like for instance, you have Slither, you have Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume One and Volume Two, and he knows what to do with those characters. And he knows the way they move, the way they talk, the way they actually interact with each other, and things like that. He actually understands for what what they're going for for a certain universe and what it calls for for that certain universe. James Gunn, in my opinion is probably the best choice for the Suicide Squad uh, soft reboot and everything, especially after that giant cookie cutter of a mess of a film that we got for from Suicide Squad, the original uh, edition, and even as far as the director's cut goes, too, because it was still felt like a co uh, cookie cutter of, him, of, of a film. But it's just good that they actually got James Gunn, a good caliber uh, person to direct a Suicide Squad DC property. So that is something that I'm really am excited to be looking forward to seeing what kind of new elements that James Gunn is actually adding in to this universe. So that's my number one. What what do you have? Well, that's my number 10, actually. So what do you have for your number 10? Oh, my number uh, my number five. I had, uh, I had yeah. the cast. The casting for this movie is just insane. Right. I mean, it's like you got so many of these high big people, A, and it kind of like, it's you said reboot, but it's also kind of a sequel in a sense because it has characters from the original the, the movie that came out by David Ayer. Um, you got yeah. the return characters of Joel Kinnaman, um, Viola Davis, Margaret Roby was one of the standouts of the, the Suicide Squad and the one that came out in 2016. Mm -hmm. Perfect, Harley Quinn, and glad she's back. Kara Laspel, Jai Courtney is the boomerang. Yeah, it was fit fit his character, but yeah. I just hate Jai Courtney. He's he's just annoying. He ruined jo he ruined Kyle Reese for me. So anyway, okay. and, then, and then so anyway, you, and then you got some new characters. You got John Cena's Peacemaker, who yep. Peacemakers. If you don't know already, he see, John Cena call it calls him a douchey Captain America, and he just pretty much he kills people at all costs to, to get peace. And it's it's just funny in this the tr promos I've seen with like him bantering with Idris Elba and his HBO Max like click like clip and like Idris Elba's telling his character just, like he, he plays Bloodsport not really familiar with that character but anyway he's telling Peacemaker to stop showing off and go and then John Cena's like well what uh, unless what you're showing off is dope as fuck I mean it's just John Cena dropping the f word like oh my god it's like it's hysterical and it's like I said and then that's just some of them that there's so many other characters in it. You have Peter Calabrese, the Doctor Who is somebody. Um, I think it's the Thinker. Then you have Stallone in the character. We don't even know who Stallone is playing. Um, I mentioned Bloodsport. Um, then you got um, 
Alice Brown's in this. Pete Davidson's in this. Uh, David Dashamalahan is Polka Dot Man. Um, you got Michael Roker's in this, a, a, a person that works very familiar with James Gunn. Um, you got Nathan Fillin's in this. Um, um, and then you know Taika Waititi. Yeah, Taika, the guy that, like, Waititi that just won a Grammy. He's in this movie. I mean, it's like going from Marvel to DC. I mean, this guy has got, got range. So, I mean, again, the cast is my number five reason that I'm hyped for this movie because it just, it just, it's going to look incredible and I'm excited. And um, it's an HBO Max too. So you get to see it in August. So I'm excited for that too. Right. Another thing I wanted to talk about is TDK is also one of the characters in this film. And I'm just going to dive into one of his superpowers. He can actually detach his own arms and use them as weapons <laughs> and everything. So, you know, I can definitely see James Gunn using a Slither-like element to that character to actually detach the arms and then later on hit somebody uh, with his limbs. I think it's a fantastic idea to have him in there for that. And, and, then, Nathan, like, and Nathan Fillon is the guy that's playing TDK, which, right. like you said, Slither... Nathan Fillion was the main star in Slither. So it all, it's all, like I said, he's getting a lot of, James Gunn's getting a lot of people that he's either, he's worked with before. I think his brother, Sean Gunn, might be in this too. Yeah, he is. He plays yep, Weasel. Sean is. Yep, Sean, he plays Weasel. And, and, um, anthropomorphic Weasel. <laughs> right. And I also want to dive into Polka Dot Man and also to yeah. the Thinker, just to get some people familiarized yeah. with them. Polka Dot Man is pretty much this guy who wears like a polka dot uh uniform or suit mm -hmm. and basically whatever uh polka dot he uses that's what it's for like for instance if something's like red pisses is it might be for explosives he can he can actually detach that polka dot and actually put that polka dot on something and it'll explode the thinker is mostly uh the flash villain mm -hmm. a matter of fact um mark hamill played the thinker in the original uh, flash okay. show and he also played the thinker again in this version of the flash okay so he's pretty much like an um if you actually think about it he's a pretty much an um a bomber okay who uses different ways to bomb things and stuff like that so and then Edris alba i'm not sure about blood sport i don't know his background a little bit but you know and then pete uh pete davidson who's from saturday night live he plays blackguard and this as well like you mentioned, this is all around cast and everything. Captain Boomerang was probably one of the best things out of uh, Suicide Squad, aside from Har uh, Harley Quinn. I thought he did a re really good job of what he had for Captain Boomerang. Um, so, um, Before we go on, um, I just want to mention sure. the Idris Elba's character originally was supposed to play Deadshot. However, right. James Gunn decided that they created a, new, a different character for Idris Elba to play. To get to leave open this chance for Will Smith to come back as Deadshot, who was pretty much the standout from Suicide Squad. He was him and Harley Quinn were the highlights of that movie. To be honest, Dead, right. Deadshot was just fantastic, and Will Smith was great because I was really hesitant on that. He was great. The, the whole sequence, the tryout sequence with all the guns, seeing him shoot the guns, I'm like, okay, I'm sold on him. Same here as well, to be honest with you. I felt at first I thought maybe this might be Will Smith just playing Will Smith, but the more you looked at the way he moved, the way he did everything and stuff like that, he did a really good job at playing 
that role. I actually believe that he was Deadshot. He was this assassin who was an assassin for hire. I thought he did a really good job with what he had for that script. So he must have you know, for a lot of gun training to do the gun stuff for that. I mean, he looked like Keanu Reeves with the guns, like just like how he cycled those weapons, like just how he nonchalant, like like flips the gun while the while the casing comes out. I mean that, and of course the line is like, "Wow, you call that a, a motivational speech." triangle bitch that's a motivational <laughs> speech this is like going back to the like like i said and it's will smith was great in that movie harley quinn was too everybody else not so much well i thought that guy courtney was good with captain boomerang i thought he was really good with that i thought that harley quinn stole the show of course and then of course and then also too i thought that will smith did a really good job with what he had yeah. another thing too is my reason for number four my fourth reason that mm -hmm. i'm excited to be optimistic for it we have king shark in this movie for crying out loud king shark i never thought in a million years that we would actually get king shark in this movie at all because he was actually one of the original uh characters from the suicide squad he was actually the og of the suicide squad aside from rick flag rick flag was actually the uh first character introduced into the 1959 to 1987 run of the suicide squad and it was actually called the silver age suicide squad at that time so that's another thing that i'm excited for we actually have some type of background as to uh, who King Shark is. He actually gets taken in by Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller winds up torturing him and things like that. We saw exactly what happened with Killer Croc whenever she was torturing him with that. So imagine what she can do with King Shark. And I love King Shark uh, off the Flash TV series. I thought it was really good special effects for a TV show. So now that we have a bigger budget, now that we actually have a movie going out, I think that those special effects can be amplified onto the big screen the way that they need to be. I'm, I'm totally excited for that. But yeah, King Shark is my number four reason. I think that this is actually perfect. I think now is the right time to actually introduce King Shark into this world, into this universe, since we also got Killer Croc in like the last uh, Suicide Squad movie. So I'm interested to see what James Gunn can do with him. I'm hoping that they don't go the route of how Killer Croc looked in that first uh, Suicide Squad movie. I'm hoping that they actually make him look like a shark this time. Uh, in, in this route and everything, I'm hoping that they make him look like a shark because I really didn't feel like Killer Croc looked like a croc, uh, Killer Crocodile or whatever that we got from the Arkham uh, series run whenever uh, with the video games and stuff. So, what 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 do you have for your number four? All right, um, hold on. Um, I was just looking up an image of what uh, King Sh uh, King Shark looks like in this movie. Um, I can find that when I get to the next. Um, my number four. You already mentioned it. it was your number five? I James Gunn, the director. I mean, he is the perfect guy to do this. I mean, he's done Marvel movies. He did the huge ensemble for the the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, and how he's able to do that and under the limits of a P of Disney and he, how he what he did with the PG thirteen movies. I mean, um, to be able like to make Dave Batista likable, like like I said, everybody was like scoffing at him as Drax. Dave Batista and Dave Batista was the highlight of the first movie. I mean, he was hysterical and he was great too. And his, and it's like I said, his character was just great throughout all the whole movies. What he's able to do with that with the Guardians to do under now with the bigger cast under the suicide squad and after he did this and he had the whole stuff get out like stuff against james gunn the fact that disney's like all right we were wrong you can come back to guardians so obviously means 
they're they're scared because if they did any if anybody else had directed the Guardians movies, it would not have been a huge success. Right. I think James, James Gunn is he's just he's just got that twisted mind of his that he can do what he did with the Guardians movies in PG thirteen, and that one didn't push the envelopes. And it comes PG thirteen, there was not much cussing. What he what he's gonna be what's potentially what he's gonna be doing with this movie is probably gonna push. It's gonna push it. This is gonna be like I said, and I'll get to this this reason in a bit. But yeah, I think James Gunn is the perfect man. The the casting of people he's got for this, like him alone, is my number four. I don't blame you for that. To be honest with you, like I said before, with the James Gunn situation with him being a director. I also have Gal- uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 and Volume 2 is also another reason. There's a reason why DC, WB, picked James Gunn, aside from the reason that I mentioned, is the fact that those movies made over a billion dollars in revenue and everything else. And it's no wonder why they would actually want someone like James Gunn to do this universe, do this little shared universe with these characters, with Suicide Squad. The, the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 and 2 made bank. Therefore, they know that they can get a good caliber actor. I'm not actor, but director to direct this movie and actually make the same amount of money probably that that Disney made. And I think that having this caliber of a director is a fantastic thing. I think James Gunn knows what he's doing when it comes to these pro- this property. And also, too, he is going to take his time to set up the things that needs to be set up for this soft reboot and everything. So that's what I have for mine. So what do we have next? Oh, what was your number three? Sorry. Uh, James Gunn, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. Okay. I mentioned okay. the fact that um, okay. The reason why WB di- uh, oh, okay. WB slash DC picked him was because he can make a good movie. Not only can he make a good movie, yeah. but he will also be profitable for okay. for them because of the fact what he did with Guardians of the Galaxy one and two. Yeah. Um. All right. My number three was I, I watched the like on um I think the behind the scenes video of a little bit of them make uh like interviewing the cast and the description of the movie. He's got me hyped for it. I think they called it a Vietnam War movie with superheroes and the, with James Gunn's twisted mind in terms of the violence and the comedy. That one alone, I'm like, okay. And then it's here in the cast specifically say, don't get too attached, which means people are going to, like, some heroes you know and love are probably going to die in this movie, which is, gives me that intrigue. I'm like... Okay, and then I think the setting is in Porto, like Porto Maltese, which I think is a very big area too. That's in the um, in comics or whatever in the Suicide Squad right. comics. I think somebody big dies in that. But anyway, they this year in the cast say it's uh like don't get too attached. Don't like, if you think you're going to expect something, don't because it's going to go a complete 180. But this the calling it a Vietnam War movie with James Gunn's twist in mind in terms of the action and comedy that alone that was another that was why it's my number three that one is just that blew my mind i'm like whoa okay <laughs> i like the fact that it's gonna be kind of like a feel for the vet uh vietnam kind of war thing with his like you said with his kind of uh humor also too with his twisted mind i think it's actually a perfect fit to actually have kind of, kind of that vet, vietnam kind of feel to it if you actually think about it Another thing, too, that I want to actually bring up 
and this is my, this is what I'm going to end up saying for my next one, is the fact that you know, James. We also have characters that he's introducing us for the very first time that we never thought we would actually get. Then you also have, of course, Amanda Waller's back, which is played played by the same actress as the last Suicide Squad movie, and I thought she was just villainous. I thought she brought it, brought her A game, but in PG thirteen type of level. Imagine now her being in a red R world with Suicide Squad and James Gunn directing her. She's gonna be full on full metal jacket. I don't care what anybody says. That woman is yeah. gonna be hell to deal with. We thought that she was hell before in the PG thirteen realm with that kind of universe. This woman's gonna be unstoppable and unthinkable when you come and think about that. You know, because that's how I actually view her as. She's just someone that you can't trust. She's put this get, team together so that way basically if all hell breaks loose, she can blame it on the team. It's like, well, we picked a bunch of random uh, villains, so what do you expect? It's their fault and everything. They're at fault, not not me. Yeah. So that's actually a perfect way to go about it. Yeah. Um, my number two, this hasn't been officially confirmed, the R rating. <laughs> I think they are going full R, though. I, mean, I said, I, I said has, it hasn't been confirmed yet, but I think it's going to be R, and that's why I'm. This, if the first Suicide Squad movie had been R, I think I probably would have enjoyed it a little bit more because that would. But this one, with James Gunn directing it, if they don't go R, I would be shocked because this one's got to be R, and that's why I'm hyped because. I mean, and then I'll get to like I found an it. I think I found an image of what the king shark looks like, and I'll share my screen once once, once I can discuss when I get into it. Um, this alone is like why it's got to be R rated. <laughs> you see, I was okay with like a PG thirteen rating for the very first yeah. Suicide Squad movie because I mean, I was of the fact, too. Yeah. because here's the thing: I don't want a rated R movie for the sake of it being rated R because it does mm -hmm. nothing for me. Unless those characters fit into a rated R realm, unless they actually fit into the storyline of a rated R characters, I'm all for it. Like for instance, we have Deadpool, we have Logan, we have those characters. Those characters belong in a R-rated world, and if you can actually connect the uh, connect certain characters into an R-rated world and make it your own. Then I'm all for it, but it's just rated R for the sake of being rated R. It doesn't do anything for me. But with James Gunn doing, might be making this rated R. I'm all for it because of the fact that you put certain characters in there that makes it R-rated. Like these R-rated characters, and you put them into this world in this realm, especially when you're dealing with, with war. And also, too, we also saw R-rated Harley Quinn movie, even though that wasn't well received. Even though I liked certain aspects from it, I didn't like it as a whole. But I can appreciate the fact that they went outside their box and actually knew what the character was yeah. to identify, hey, look, this character is R-rated. She's yeah. R-rated for a reason. And this mm -hmm. is what I'm getting out of this whole entire situation here is they know yeah. their characters. They know their setup now. Yeah. And um, I mean, but yeah, like you said, when you got guys like Peacemaker, who's a douchebag Captain America that just kills people for the sake of killing just to bring peace. Mm -hmm. I mean – that's our territory right there. Harley Quinn herself is R. I mean, the sequence where she's like in this little area too. Oh yeah, um, t t hey Tim. Oh. Yeah, know. Harley Quinn show is fantastic. I highly recommend the show. Me too. But, um, the sequence where she's like in a red dress, spinning around with two dual pistols, like killing. I'm like, something's up. So something she like, and then like I said, there's gonna be a lot of violence in this movie, and especially calling it a Vietnam War movie. And Vietnam War movies are not. For the faint of heart, 
So the describing that alone, and then the, some of the characters you got, and then of course you got King Shark, and he eats people. So, yes. um, and that will be when I, I'll get that to my next point while also sharing my screen to show you an image of what King Shark looks like. And I think people are going to be really happy about this look. I know I am. Uh, do you want to go in and show it or? Sure. I'll see if I can go and share it right now. Um, it's not, it's just, a. it's, uh, um, okay. There, we're going to do that. We're going to do we're gonna do that and we're gonna do that and let me see if I can share that again. Okay, I have it on the uh I share my screen. I think you need to add it to the screen because it's yep, not letting I see it. Okay. Yep, got you. That image alone. That image alone. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Now we have seen. Now let me go back over to you for a minute. Okay. Now, let's see. Once I saw that image okay. on the, the brief trailer or whatever they did, or the behind the scene, the sneak peek, seeing King Shark pick up the guy and put him in his mouth, not showing you that he killed him yet. That's for the movie itself. I mean, that one was like, okay, I'm in. <laughs> Definitely, and also too. I know that we've gotten a uh, PG-13 Venom movie. I'm hoping that this is not going to be a PG-13 movie at all. I don't think Even so. Even though we got... Hold on. Hold on. We got a little bit of an issue. It's okay. A little bit of a tech problem. Okay, <laughs> there we go. So, basically what I was saying was, I'm thinking that we're actually going to see some blood splatter. I think that we're going to see some some person's head... Uh, being being eaten off, which is something that I'm excited about. So, you know, there's that. I'm actually excited for that. Um, you know, I know that you weren't uh with Kite Man not being in it. I know that was a disappointment for you because you like Kite Man. Um, that was like that was an additional reason. Um, I I think like I said, just from what's the description alone, there's too many people in this right now. But the fact that James Gunn has already came out and said that for the sequel, if this does well, and I'm pretty sure this movie's going to do well, I'm optimistic it will. He says he's open to have Kite Man in the sequel. Um, and I'm okay with that because if you watch the Harley Quinn show, Kite Man is the best part of that show. <laughs> I mean, just, just how stupid his character is. And it's just like, he just flies kites. He's got no powers and he like, he does stuff in the air. And all he does is to pick up chicks. He goes, "Hey, I'm Kite Man. Hell yeah!" <laughs> just the nonchalant. Especially, like, yeah, I mean, he's, he's just nonchalant. It's like, "Hey, hey, ladies, do you, do you hear a breeze? I hear somebody's. I hear somebody's whispering in the wind. It's Kite Man. <laughs> it's just nonchalant, like he's picking up, trying to pick up like ivy, like trying to hit on uh, poison ivy. He's like, "Hey, what's up? It's Kite Man. Hell yeah!" I mean, just nonchalant. I'm like, we need a realized version of Kite Man. I think that uh, Jim Carrey would be a perfect fit for Kite Man in a sense, or something like that. Something of that nature. He's got to have like that charisma. Like again, Jim Carrey would be funny as Kite Man, but then again, he's already played a a, a, a super Batman villain, so maybe somebody else. What um, about uh, Sean William Scott? Maybe um, he can actually bring it. 
Yeah, it, it depends on like what the characters to do. I mean, right. But like I said, that was an additional reason why I'm excited for this one is because if this one does well, sequel Kite Man. Um, but I'm intrigued to who I'm intrigued to who they're gonna kill off in this one. I am too, to be honest with you. I'm gonna be interested in knowing what Sylvester Stallone's character is. To be honest with you, yeah. I'm just gun ho over this, to be honest with you. I mean, I've been waiting for a good adaptation of Suicide Squad since 2016, whenever they first announced it. One thing I can say that they did was they beat Sony to the punch for their shared uh, villain universe and everything. Yeah, but they didn't. Uh, they didn't do it right. I feel like uh, with this, they know the building blocks that they need to build. For it, mm -hmm. so I'm thinking that this is actually going to be better than we get gotten from the 2016 Suicide Squad yeah. movie. Um, now, as far as everything else goes, I'm I would like to actually kn know who's going to be doing the stunt work and things like that too, because that's something that I could actually go for as well. But as far as my next reason uh, to be excited for this and everything is the fact that. You know, like I said before, we actually have the Silver Age Suicide Squad, something that we haven't seen before. We actually have a little bit more um, where it's mixed in with uh, Rick Flag. Then, of course, even though he was in the first one, I'm glad that they're introducing him again to this one. So maybe this could be like a little bit of a small, maybe like a little small prequel story setting up for his character a little bit. But all, all in all, I'm excited to see how these characters are going to wind up. Uh, just communicating with each other and things like that. And also, too, I'm thinking that Taika Waititi is going to bring his A-game as far as the comedy goes. I'm excited for that as well. I think that this is going to be really great. Um, just found an article. Um, like, like, I, um, it was like just something I just typed on that about the R. Uh, this, uh, James Gunn confirms the movie's rating. Um, this pretty much tied. Oh, this was from January fourth, so not too long ago, about two months ago or since. They said the Suicide Squad won't be family friendly. Fair, yeah, no doy. Um, they said it's official. The Suicide Squad is getting an R rating. When asked directly about the movie's rating on Twitter, Gun James Gunn replied, "Yes, it's R rated. This will make the Suicide Squad the second R rated movie in the DC DCEU after Birds of Prey." Um. So that although it's been speculated that the sort of sequel hasn't like um would be R-rated, it hasn't been confirmed with Gunn's tweet. And after and after all the same thing was said about the original movie that ended up being with PT thirteen rating. There isn't a direct equivalent to an R rating in the UK, but maybe with class usually R rated fifteen across the pond. Um so obviously the fact that and then obviously Peacemaker is getting this show on HBO Max as well, right. which there I think they just finished filming that and that's premiering I think next year on HBO Max, which I'm excited for. I mean, the fact that obviously they know it's going to be a success and HBO Max is jumping on it. But so I think so. obviously if James Gunn's coming on saying R rating, I'm pretty sure it's going to be R rated, especially since we're only like we're about five months away from it. Right. So what else do you have for uh, your number? One, you mentioned it earlier. It's King Shark. Okay. <laughs> I All mean, right. Yeah, King, King Shark in this movie, and that image alone, kind of, uh, he looks, I think he looks a lot better than Killer Croc, to be honest. I mean, I think, I, he, agree. I mean, it, we, he, he's a freaking shark, <laughs> and he's walking like a human. Yeah, that, 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 that's funny. 
Um, but yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, Keen Shark was my number one. Um, oh, hold on, we have something from Luke Williams. I've heard yeah. Vandal Savage is the secret villain in the movie. I heard of that too, but I don't know if there's any confirmation of that yet. But if Vandal Savage is, that's going to be interesting to see how that's going to be played out and everything, especially for his character. Um, but yeah, that's actually something to be looking forward to. If you guys want to, go on ahead and give us your top five reasons why you're excited for a James Gunn-led uh, Suicide Squad movie and everything, too. Because we'd like to actually know what your five reasons are as well. Because this is not just for us or anything like that. We wanted to go on ahead and have a good little conversation between us and you guys. So if you guys want to, go on ahead, send in some... Um, some comments and everything to us and everything inside the live chat. And we'll go ahead and answer them from there. But let's see here. As far as everything else goes, I'm excited for the video game in itself, to be honest with you. I'm I'm also excited about it. Yep. It's leather. Yep. Well, we mentioned that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I've seen the trailer, the, the trailer for the video, the suicide squad kills like, or with the, t the title of the game and the image I saw from the, the trailer um, I think it's supposed to be out this year too. I think. Um, but yeah, the game looks pretty cool. I mean, like the uh, and then you get you know, Harley Quinn. Um, let me see if I can find more. I think it's only on the next gen consoles, I believe. Um, but yeah, I think Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. That was the title of it. Um, let's see. Let's see some more info. Yeah, it's a. Uh, Actually, never mind. It's 2022. Never mind. Um, so, so the Suicide Squad uh, kills kill the Justice League is a genre bending action adventure shooter video game in the open world of Metropolis. The the four playable characters are Harley Quinn, Deadshot, Captain Boomerang, and King Shark. Um, while can be played solo, the game also features four four player co op uh, co op multiplayer. When played solo, players can switch between characters at will, while the other characters are controlled by AI. Um, so it's set in the same art, I guess, universe set by the Arkham series. Um, yeah, I mean, I saw the trailer for it. I was probably going to get it anyway. Me too. Um, and, I love and the trailer. I, yeah. I definitely love the trailer, especially the ending where the statue falls falls to pieces, and they're like, "Oh, Superman's gonna kill us!" Yeah, and it is ends like, and Superman's like, "Oh, he's got, like, he's like, they're evil looking." I'm like, "Uh oh." <laughs> yeah, but that looks fun. It definitely does look like fun. It's something that I could get my hands on and everything, to be honest with you. Especially now that I actually got my PlayStation Plus membership back up again. So I'll probably wind up playing it soon, whenever it gets released. Um, mm -hmm. Is there yeah. anything else that you wanted to add to this? As far no, as... I think we pretty much sums it up. I mean, the stuff we're looking forward to. I mean, we're, like, it's a lot of the stuff is like we're just talking about. It. I mean, we haven't officially had an official trailer yet. All that's been one was the one trailer that shows the characters that are supposed to be in this movie, not everybody, and then the behind-the-scenes stuff. But we haven't gotten an official trailer yet. I'm expecting right. to get, I'm expecting to get one soon, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing what the trailer is to react Same to. Here. I just want to get some footage because I'm already okay. hyped for it. Um, and I, I, think they got, I think they got a great cast. Um, Same here. The casting looks great. We have some, maybe three or four of the original members, like we mentioned before, that is back. We have 
a pretty good plot of what it's going to be about now, opposed to before in 2016, we weren't sure what this plot was going to entail. Yeah. We got really choppy trailers and things like that. We got the Bohemian Rhapsody thing. Don't get me wrong. I love that stuff. But we didn't get the full aspect of what this what this movie is going to be about. Because yeah. here's the thing. I wanted this thing to be about Harley Quinn backstabbing the Suicide Squad so she can go and see Mr. J. Mr. J loses his face just like in the New 52. And she's having to backstab the Suicide Squad to go and do it that way. You didn't need to have Enchantress, the Macarena Enchantress woman in there. You didn't have to put her in it. Um, I felt like you can actually forget about putting Diablo in it for right now. You can have him later on for like a little supernatural aspect or whatever. But you can make it as simple as you can. Make it a simplistic story. And th what James Gunn is doing, I feel like he's telling a simplistic story within yeah. the Vietnam War versus yeah. what we got in the 2016 film and yeah. everything. What do you think about um, um, the plot lines yeah. and stuff like that and the trailers that we got in 2016? Um, the 2016, like I said, it was just a lot of like flashy, like boom. I mean, the like, like I said, I was went to the movies a lot in 2016, and the the trailers being showed, like first trailer, yeah, I'm I'm hooked. Second trailer with the Bohemian Rhapsody in it that flowed perfectly for the trailer, I was hyped. So I was hyped for this movie. Too. When I and then when I saw it in theaters, I enjoyed it, but I was slightly disappointed from like what I saw because I was expecting a lot better. Um, but this one was a case when the more I watched the Suicide Squad movie, the more I hate it. And it's like the more, like I said, that, that it was just, it was just usually the opposite. The first time you see something, you hate it. And then you, well, if you watch it, you might, you might change your mind about it. I'm the opposite when it comes to Suicide Squad. I liked it first time. Then I, the more I watched it, the more I hated it. I mean, sure, there's aspects I watched of it, but the whole execution of it was just bad. And I don't know if it was the director at fault who's now saying the studio's at fault. So there's a lot of nitpicking, back, like a finger pointing back and forth. This one sounds like, like I said, calling it a Vietnam War movie. But the, the premise is you get, we're going to premise, and essentially the imprisoned convicts of Bella Rave Penitentiary are sent as members of Task Force X to, South, to the South American island of Porto, Porto Maltese to destroy Unheim, a Nazi-era prison and laboratory which held political prisoners and conducted experiments. I mean, that, that's intriguing. That sounds a lot yeah. more intriguing than whatever the hell we got with that first one. And then the, the first one, we didn't even know who the villain was. Like, right. for, like sent up to be Joker, then we find out it's Enchantress, who was this creepy... Um, but this one, this sounds that, and the fact that we're getting... It, it looks like it's like... Suicide Squad had some action sequences, but it didn't have that many. It was just a lot of walking and talking. This one looks like it's going to have a ton of action in it. Right. It also felt like a two and a half hour music video versus a movie. Bring on. But also, too, I want to also mention this. You know, the New 52, it had aspects of the New 52 of how Harley got turned into the way she was, which I can appreciate because they did take from the comics with that aspect. Mm -hmm. But they didn't give me enough meat on my plate to where I can actually digest it to where I'm saying, ooh, I need to see more Suicide Squad. I wasn't interested in another Suicide Squad movie up until James Gunn took the reins to do another Suicide Squad movie. 
and things like that. I just felt like the first one had two and a half hours of a music video. And then also, too, I also felt like, you know, they showed us a little bit of aspects from the comic books, which I appreciate, but not enough for me to say that I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I can't say I really hate a movie or anything, but I disliked some of the things that I saw in the movie in itself to, for me not to even... Matter of fact, I have the movie on Blu-ray and everything, I, and I, I still... Get this. I watched the director's cut once, and then after that, I didn't even bother watching the movie again. I saw it twice in theaters. I saw it once in 2D and one the other time in 3D, just to see how the 3D effects hold up, because I was kind of curious with it. Mm. Um, but no, I mean, like I said, I think it's just for me. Like I said, that it was just the more I was watching, the more I was just getting pissed off with it, and that was the problem. That's when <laughs> you don't want to be like, like I said, there's aspects of it, but it's just. It just lost its effect. Like the first Hanover movie, first time you watch it is great. Then you see, then you get the jokes and everything, and then this loses the effect. So I guess I can see that for Sean not liking Hot Top Time Machine. But then again, he never like he just he once he heard the jokes, he just hated the movie. The rest of it, but it was like the rest of the, the rest of the movie, the whole movie is just great. <laughs> <laughs> I like the movie. I, to be honest with you, I like Hot Top Time Machine, but I felt I, I'm in a, I'm in a small agreement with Sean where some of the jokes felt like it was repetitive, yeah. Yeah. but not enough for me to dislike it. But yeah, I, 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 the jokes are just still funny to me. Anytime I watch right. it, it's just it, the movie's just funny. Um, right. And I feel bad, like I said, I feel a little bit bad for Sean because he's losing that poll on <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> oh yeah, for the despicable me uh, post that I did on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, guys, we do have a poll going on right now on Twitter at Movie Lovers Unit, and it's basically about despicable me wasn't an enjoyable mm -hmm. movie. Go ahead and vote now. Tell us what you think of despicable me. Part one, yeah, yeah. the first the movie ends on Friday. Yeah, it was. This was a movie that Sean told me to throw out in the trash can on our way. This podcast, <laughs> happening. And like I said, I thought it was funny. Sean didn't. So, oh, yeah, great white buffalo, Tim. <laughs> you know what? Yep. You should just go on a hashtag that to uh, Sean White <laughs> and do that to him just to see what he does. But anyways, I think that's pretty much everything that I wanted to talk about as far as being optimistic about James Gunn's uh, Suicide Squad movie. If you guys want to, go on ahead and do us a favor. Go on ahead and hit that like button. Hit the share button. Share this with everybody. Let everybody know about Movie Lovers Unite. Also, two guys. If you guys want to, you guys don't have to. But if you guys choose to, go on ahead. Click the link below and go to the GoFundMe page. That's uh, www.gofundme.com forward slash movie lovers podcast. Of course, you guys can go on ahead. Also, for all your intimate needs and wants, go to www.movieloversunite.com for all your latest news. Also, too, we're also on Instagram underneath the same name, Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite, and also on Facebook, of course, for people that are actually streaming this right now. And then, of course, you're going to get an audio-only podcast version of this and several other shows that I've done and and other things on where we get your podcast also to go on ahead and follow us on movie lovers unit over there on twitter also on stereo as well we do a couple of we do like a little laid back show for movie lovers unit and things like that matter of fact mika and i just got done wrapping up our black history month we extended it into march and we did malcolm x for our grand finale so go on ahead and check that out over there on the stereo if you don't have stereo up don't worry you guys can go on ahead and watch listen to that as you please on wherever you get your podcast from so that's everything that we're doing where else we can find our podcast on the big news that you mentioned today 
Oh, yeah, of course. We're also on iHeartRadio as well now. So go on ahead. Check out iHeartRadio. Search for Movie Lovers Unite over there. Go on ahead. Rate us on the podcast and everything, too, on Apple Podcasts. It also helps us with our rankings. And also, too, go on ahead and just give us a good review and everything else. We sure do appreciate it. Even if you don't like it, go on ahead and tell us what you don't like so that way we can improve on different things for the show. And so with that being said, this, um, I'm going to go on ahead and close out right now. And always until next time, guys, it's been fun. It's been real. I can't wait to do this again tomorrow night. Is it tomorrow night or Wednesday night that we're doing it? At least tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow night, I'm, we're going to be doing our review for Freaky, the Vince Vaughn horror slasher film that's going to be streamed here on Movie Lovers Unite on Facebook as well as also on YouTube as well. So go on ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel. So always until next time, guys. It's been fun. It's been real. Can't wait to do this again. And bye-bye. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DiGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audiobooks, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audiobook and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to daily news digests from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have, they also have, finish, if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person. How-to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless. Hey guys, John here. I just want to talk about something for a minute. We actually have a Patreon up right now in full swing, and that is our $5 a month plan. It's called Movie Lovers Classics. It covers bonus episodes, reviewing classic movies like you're about to listen to right now with the uh, little Caesar review that we just did, early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, shoutouts on the main uh, feed, early access to episodes, and then we also have... All Access Documentary Series Review, which is $10 a month. And that includes bonus episodes, Eli Roth's History of Horror, Early Access to Episodes, Monthly Newsletters, Free Digital Movies, Shoutouts on the Main Feed as well. And then that also includes our classic uh, movie reviews as well. And then our $20 a month plan is our VIP Movie Lover. And that also includes bonus episodes, classic movie reviews, interviews with independent actors, actresses, directors, and comic book writers, and it also includes movie lovers documentaries and early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, and shoutouts on the main feed as well. Go ahead, subscribe to the Patreon. We hope that we'll see you there, and always until next time, guys, bye-bye. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.